Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Hello you're listening to You Okay Hunt, a weekly advice podcast. I'm your host, the fashion and lifestyle editor of Gunt, the Grimsby Gazette's new glossy style supplement. Dave. (laughs) I'm Mona Lisa, human person, Pete Burns impersonator. And we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I'll read the problems and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, have a big fucking yawn when <laughs> in the intro, provide the realness, and get us to a workable solution. Or at least that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> we love doing this podcast and we love you, and we would love to put more time and money into this, but that's not a possibility unless we can grow. If you enjoy this podcast, please do us a huge solid and subscribe. Review it wherever you listen to your podcasts and recommend it to a friend you think might like it. We'd also love for you to submit your problems. It can be your problem, a friend's problem, a problem you found somewhere else, or fuck it, you can even make it up because we'd never know. To submit problems, you can tweet us at Podcast. you can email us on Podcast at gmail.com, and if you want to stay 100% anonymous, you can leave us a message at curiouscat.me slash uokhunt, and these links will be in the show description. Yay! I mean, I know I yawned, but you're slightly low energy. I'm low energy. Yeah, I yawned. My, my like go-go juice is wearing off. I'm I'm trying to. I'm just trying to keep it professional and approachable. Ah, professional. I'm low energy. See. How dare you? You're low see. energy. Sad. Mm. That's my. I think that's probably my favorite thing Donald Trump's ever said. Sad. Yeah, me too. I'm low usually... low energy. Oh. That's a Trump special. Low energy. Yeah, real low energy. Sad. Oh no, his sad was the best thing. Sad. Yeah. Well, I like low energy. I, I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing. I love to describe people as being hmm, low energy. Oh, it's one of those jokes that no one gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. now they get it because they heard this, so they're going to start walking about telling people they're low energy. Will they? And they'll get it. Hmm. Uh, should we start again? Mm. Are they that low energy? <laughs> no. Are you sure? No. I f- I'm feeling very judged right now. <laughs> no, you are just a little low energy and you're kind of sitting looking at me and it's making me uncomfortable. I like looking at you. You've got a pretty face. Gross. Eh, gross. Um, hey guys, please hi. send us your problems. Yeah, so it has been one week since I asked for people to send us problems and I've noticed there are no fucking problems in my email box. What's that all about? You're really letting the side down, everyone. Mm, that's true. I mean, really, are we to assume that you do not have problems? Have we actually f- solved all the problems? Right. Is everyone just living their perfect life now? I That's the only think... thing I can think. That's the only realistic reason I could think mm. of. What about yeah. you? Do you have any good reasons? I don't know. Should we? I think we should write problems. I yes, possibly. I mean, <sighs> I've never written a problem for this podcast before, so <sighs> it would be very interesting for me to write a problem. Ugh, lol. I mean, I mean oh. your own problem. <laughs> oh, that tone. <laughs> your own problem. But yeah, I've got one right now. I can think of. <laughs> Got a real big fucking problem. I can think of. I'd love yeah, to my, my girlfriend's on. just a fucking bitch. Right, jeez. <laughs> Let's crawl up your ass and die today. 
Lisa, I don't feel like you're in the right headspace for solving people's problems here. I think it's because last week I was kind of jolly after your Berbatov story, which I just uh, like laughed like a fucking idiot. Yes. Like, you did kind of squeak through the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I obviously, and I mention this all the time, but like I never know the problems. And I, well, technically it was my idea to do like a Berbatov story, like, you know, like his bio, but then you just took it so far and insisted on writing the story. And so I'd never heard it until you read it out. And yeah, it was, you didn't expect me to go the whole whole way. That just proves, you know, how much I love Berbatov, even though I actually hate him. He's currently sleeping on top of a pile of bags, which is worrying Oh my God, me. I didn't realise he was over there. He's so yeah. close to us. As so, soon as he wakes you up, you know those fucked. big bags that you get for like, you know, like laundrettes and stuff, those big tartan bags to like, you know, like to move laundry and stuff like that when people use laundrettes. I use them for when we moved house. So mm-hmm. they're, they're a really handy tip for moving clothes because they're huge and they hold a lot. But I've done that thing where I've cleared out my wardrobe and I'm like, oh, I should like go through this to like, you know, decide what I want to keep and donate and like throw away. But obviously I've just put all the clothes in two bags and put them in the corner of the room because... The perfect cat nest. Yeah, and now Berbatov's decided that he like loves it. So the problem is we weren't in this room before. We are now in here making noise. It's only going to be a matter of time before he gets up. And I think, here's, here's I'm going to put money on it right now, right? Uh-huh. A, a pound, I'm going to put a pound on it because I'm not that certain. <laughs> a pound says he's going to break that lamp on the way down. Well, I mean... It's right what, in his path. Yeah, watching him get up there is quite interesting. And watching him get down is also interesting. Oh, he's not as supple as he used to be. <laughs> no, and... Yeah, and sometimes he just sits up there cleaning himself, just looking at me. Like, he can see me from he my office to, desk. He likes to watch you while he cleans himself. And, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's such a weird sound because the, mm. the, the, the bags make a weird sound. Yeah. And he just, like, looks at me like, what a bitch. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, So, because, you know, that's the thing with cats. You buy them many yeah. cat beds... And they, do they fucking want those cat beds? No, they fucking don't. I know, right? You buy it. Oh, I'm going to buy this special cat tent. And it's got a pad you put in the microwave to keep it warm. So they like it because it's like they're living on a, a living creature. And then, you, of course, they don't go anywhere fucking need it. Meanwhile, I bought a gigantic, wacky, hollowed out cat head <laughs> uh, against Lisa's wishes. I was against this. And let me tell you, the cats both fucking loved that giant no, hollowed out cat head. No, the cats did not only Berbatov like that. Torsten was afraid of it. Remember, we tried to put him in it. You could not force that... Fucker through that. Well, listen, I've got a 50% hit rate. You have a 0% hit rate, so I'm not going to have any criticism from you. The the wacky cat head bed was a giant cat head that you entered through the eyes. It makes sense. That's the best entrance. It was... The eyes are the window to the soul. Um. (laughs) Also the entrance to the cat bed. Mm, That's true. It's a very well-known phrase. Where Torsten just likes to sleep in a cupboard. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd sleep in a cupboard if I could. I get jealous of cats. They can sleep on such, like, small things. Imagine, like, you were the size of a cat and there was so many soft things in the world. Don't even. A simple cushion would be like a bed. <laughs> right? And I always think about that. Like, the dream is to have, like, a room in your mansion that's, like, made of, like, mattresses. And, like, mm-hmm. it's like a bed, but it's an entire room. Yeah. Although Berbatov does sleep in his weird stink pipe that hangs on the radiator. You know those cat things that hang on the radiator that are like little tubes? Yeah, it's like a big smelly macaroni. <sighs> he loves that. He does. But yeah, now his favourite place so is gonna, two bags. Right, so he's going to get up off the bags at some point, so just be prepared for that. I might have to cut it out because I'll get too annoyed at him. Yeah. Any other any other news to report? No. Any other personal news? No, it's been a really uneventful week. We talked about catching up on our problem from last week. 
Are you okay with that? Or do you just yeah. like, no. No, I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, I'm not nice. that interested in no, it. Not. You can well, just do it though. Well, so just, uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's kind of, I was going to come at it from this approach like, oh yeah guys, uh, just a little follow up from one of the problems we had. It's going to be a big joke. Yeah, just a little follow up <laughs> from um, one of the problems we had last week. Uh, you know, Roseanne has seen the error of her ways and adopted a black child. And she's apologised to George Soros. But she has also said that everyone is, has their mind programmed by the MK Ultras, which is that LSD which CIA is true. Program is it? <laughs> no. Oh, I wish it was true. No, no, no. You, you said it with a lot of sincerity. I thought it was genuine, but you know, you kind of fucked the whole thing up now. So I think yeah. we should just move on. Okay. From it. Maybe next week I'll try it. I'll, maybe I'll. Maybe next week we'll try it, and we'll see how we get on with it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe then. And maybe I'll work next week. Yeah. Maybe you won't be such a complete bitch next week. That'd be good. Should I start the first problem? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Russell. 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 Uh, archive. I've got a parchment from the archive. It's Why would arrived it be on, on a parchment? It's arrived on an old carrier pigeon. Um, it's written with quills. So I think I know the person that this is about. Well, I mean... Yeah. Well, I do, but... If Rich cared about this podcast anymore, he'd been guessing on Twitter who it was, and he'd probably be right. But parchment? He was alive when there was paper. I mean, it was just a joke. <laughs> it's not actually a parchment. I write these myself. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Right, here we go. Okay. <coughs> Hello, Mona Lisa and Dave. The mob are out to get me. It's a witch hunt. It's lynching. You can't say anything these days, I tell you. It's political correctness gone mad. The negative energy I've been victim of equals the mass of people angry at me times the speed of a tweet being sent squared. Do you like that reference? I mean, yeah. Yeah, good. Does anyone, does anyone know who it is yet? Does anyone know who it is from that? I am a big fan of your podcast, and sometimes you read out letters from angry men whose names are being dragged through the mud, and sometimes it can seem almost like you're making fun of them, the way they expect their terrible behaviour to be forgiven because of some minor accomplishment. But what about me? My theory of relativity is considered one of the two pillars of modern physics, and my legacy has an immeasurable influence on the philosophy of science. Can't I be forgiven for my mild xenophobia, chauvinism, and partaking in the kind of ridiculous race science that propped up the Third Reich? Yes, you see, my diaries have recently been made public. They were supposed to be private! I think that's going to be my new scientific theory. Something can't be racist if it's written in a secret diary. After all, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, did it really yell a racial slur as it fell? (laughs) Unfortunately for me, a whole bunch of nosy parkers and looky-loos have been pouring through my innermost thoughts and they discovered a few of my unfortunate orientalist views. Yes, I know that I famously described racism as a disease of white people but consider me riddled, because despite being a famous humanitarian, I also happen to believe that Chinese people are smelly and boring, and that Chinese women are ugly AF. Can't we go back to a time when I was just a woke bay scientist with wacky hair? Why do we need to focus so much on a few pseudo-Darwinian comments I made about ethnic intelligence? I'm so sick of this call-out culture! I'm not a racist. Some of my best friends are dull-minded Japanese people. What should I do to save my reputation? I don't want to apologise, because I don't think I did anything wrong, obviously. It's actually the people attacking me who are doing something wrong. Ever heard of a little thing called free speech? They're the real Nazis. Anyway, 
I have to go write some boring nerd shit on a blackboard and then watch Rick and Morty or something. After we the same, Albert Einstein. I'm kind of just disappointed that you didn't do an accent. I couldn't decide whether that was xenophobic <laughs> or not. I just, uh, there's been a really big argument going on Twitter over the last couple of days because someone changed, can I, can I tell you the story? Mm-hmm. So someone, someone who's like a journalist or something changed their Twitter name and bio that they were Italian Elon Musk. And it was just like, oh, mamma mia, spaghetti and rocket cars. You know, just pretty innocuous. But then there's been a big, big argument back and forth. Is it racist for like, you know, different white people to do impersonations of their accents? And I just thought best to stay clear of the German accent. Right. Okay. You know? Yeah. Just for say, plus, you know, I don't know if I'd be able to maintain a German mm, accent over two to three long... minutes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it might fall off and it might sound worse. That's true, yeah, and you don't want to like fall into a different accent, you know, like when people try to do an Irish accent and they sound like Jamaican or something, and it just yes, yeah, it's just absolutely hard that's the to thing. Maintain. You know, you're main, right. You're you know, right. You, you focus on you can say a couple of words in an accent, but mm-hmm. someone asks you to speak like that over a length of time. I mean, I actually that's do... more preparation than I'm willing to do for this podcast, frankly. I mean, I don't. You're pretty good at certain Africa, uh, uh, African African accents. That's not <laughs> that is slander. That is not true. I do not do African <laughs> accents. I have never done an African accent, and anyone so that tells you that is a stupid liar. Accents is what I meant. You're pretty good at accents, but I don't know if I've heard you do a German one particularly. I can't do any accents. Stop tempting me. I'm just what I'm hinting at is doing act normal. Kidding. Apparently, you can't. No. I I can't do any accents anyway, so I don't care. I thought you'd want to talk about Albert Einstein. I not do. Accents. I do. It was just that I was slightly <laughs> yeah. disappointed. Sorry. I was slightly disappointed. I will practice yeah, and do so one next week. That was the big news of the week. Big Albie. It wasn't the big news of the week. There was there was other news. Well, there was, but I meant in oh, terms sorry, of. Am I, am I being pedantic? Mm, oh, 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 must feel bad to get undermined when you're on the podcast, wasn't it, Lisa? <laughs> oh, look at oh, you! That's right, you undermined me several times. I'm taking my fucking. Revenge. So this is that for our listeners. This is happening. It's finally happening. David and Lisa's actual fight. Podcast, on the podcast. fight. No, I'm... I would love for us to have an actual fight. It would I mean, be I'm awful. confident over it because I know I would win. Well, yeah, because that's one of your. I'm an argument assassin. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you are an argument assassin. Yeah, that's the pro- one of the Lisa's many problems is you can't actually lose a fight, so um, that's why nothing gets resolved and we live in this sort of cycle of hate with it towards each other. <laughs> I'll burn it to the ground. She will burn it to the ground. Seriously, <laughs> lols. Oh, back on back on topic. Yeah, Albert. I mean, big Albie. So should you maybe just like? So yeah, I thought I thought I don't know how many people were aware of this, so I yeah, thought I would just, just so like quickly kind of. Oh, I've got a couple of quotes. Good, quickly kind of explain what he. I came prepared, so <clears throat> basically. Um, this is from uh, Albert Einstein was a really famous humanitarian uh, he was very anti-Nazi he's always like oh immigrants are good because I am an immigrant and I am good at science um, and also so he so his diaries got dredged up and he had done a little whirlwind tour of uh, Asia and he said of the Chinese people Chinese don't sit on benches while eating but squat like Europeans do when they relieve themselves out in the leafy woods all this occurs quietly and demurely even the children are spiritless and look obtuse. Can I just say though, it's actually been proved that the Asian squat uh, is like incredibly good for your health. Well, okay, so we should all squat more. Well, Asian people kind of squat a lot when they do stuff like. So do the Balkans. Rather than like kneel, like, like you know, like if you rather than kind of bending down to do stuff, a lot of Asian people squat. It's really good for your body. I would be interested to know why it's so good for you. Because to be honest, as soon as I do it, I feel like I'm going to die. Well, I think ultimately it improves your core strength, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, because think about it. It's all core. 
Mm. Got another little excerpt here. Uh-huh. So uh, it says, uh, after early writing of the quote-unquote abundance of offspring and the quote-unquote fecundity of the Chinese, Albert Einstein apparently went on to say, it would be a pity if these Chinese supplant all other races. For the likes of us, the mere thought of it is unspeakably dreary. So very early on, Albert Einstein had that weird orientalist view of like, oh, we're all going to be Chinese soon. You know, people say that. Yeah, that's weird, right? It's that's surprising to me that you would have said yeah. that back then. He said he said a really horrible thing. He basically was just saying he doesn't understand. He can't tell the difference between men and women. He doesn't understand why any Chinese man would want to have sex with a Chinese woman, which is both racist and misogynist somehow. Well done, Albert. Right, that's we couldn't tell the difference between the Chinese men and the Chinese. Yeah, but he obviously could. But he was just being like a bit wry about it. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I can surely can't tell the difference. Yeah, no, I understood. It's just that's such an odd thing to say. Um, yeah. So what a dick. And I think right, one of the reasons why, um, I think we both thought it was really interesting to do Mm. this particular thing on the podcast is it's not as clear cut. Well. That he is an asshole. It's just yeah. really clear cut. But what I mean is, like a lot of the time, the people we've covered, their acts are sort of so heinous that they're like, yeah, we're, they're we're, definitely cancelled. Let's be honest, we're picking soft targets here. Well, but the issue with old Albert is this is something that's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. This is going to keep being revealed that you know, at the same time, people can be and have done great things, but also have these horrible sides of them mm. you know I know like recently like over the past few years like people have talked about Gandhi and like yeah all these other people who are like known to be great people oh actually you know they're actually this abusive dick Gandhi yeah Be and I think possibly paedophile but I don't know whether that's propaganda or not hard to tell hmm that's true and I guess that's the thing we sort of have to like I don't know find a way to sort of I think you so I always find this really difficult. It is difficult. It reminds me a lot of separating the art from the artist argument. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked a lot about that in the article on Fashion Fix Daily mm. about like when your idol's letting you down. And one of my big things was the Jean, <laughs> is the um, John Galliano. John Galliano. I was going to say Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah, John Galliano. Um, when it was revealed, his kind of like mm, habitual sort of anti-Semitism. Yes. Um. And it was such a heartbreaking thing, and it's similarly to the RuPaul thing as well. Like, yeah. there's someone that, if, like, as if I think in my head of like some of the best collections of all time. If it's not Alexander McQueen, it's it's John Galliano, mm. and oh, and it's so heartbreaking to hear him do that. But then it's like, is it separate? Can I separate it? But am I just choosing to separate it because I like that person? You know, mm, totally. is it ever justified? You know, is that the same as like listening to Chris Brown's music mm. or like? I don't know. Well, I remember when I studied, um, studied like a uh, history in English at university. And one of the things they always said was, you know, it's really important, particularly when it comes to someone older, that you do what you can to. I think. Well, they, they said at the time basically just, oh, you know, this typical shit like, oh, it was a different time, and these were the these were the widely accepted truths, and this is what everyone behaved like, and it wasn't such a big deal back then. In reality, it's always been just a shitty. My personal opinion is that when you're looking at something critically, something historical, critically, you have to both recognise that someone could hold views that are abhorrent to you mm. and learn from the mistakes that our previous generations made, but also be able to look at their 
um, the context contribution, in which they yeah, the context of their contribution to humanity. Uh, yeah. Now, when it comes to modern people, I was telling you about this the other day because you know we 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 do talk. You know, this, we don't just meet up once a week, have a podcast, and never see each other again. Um, we do talk, and we talked a little bit about like Albert Einstein when it happened, and I was mentioning to you the thing about Chris Hemsworth. Mm. So Chris Hemsworth basically went to a Halloween party. Thor for you, Thor. For, yeah, we're talking sexy, about Thor. sexy, hot Thor. Mm. Um, he went to a Halloween party dressed as a First Nation person, which is like an uh, uh, ethnically. What's the word I'm looking for here? Help me out. What's the one when someone lives in a place? Like an, uh, native. A native. Native. Yeah. Let's just say native. So what, what I will. I mean, specify which country was Australia. It? Ah, okay, okay. So he went. He went to a party dressed as a, a, a yeah. They called the, the First Nation. No, what? Why have I forgotten what it's called now? God, this is this is one of those things. That I'm so careful. I'm like mustn't say the wrong thing because you I know, thought cause it I'm was white an Inuit la- at first. Oh, maybe it is because I'm white and lazy. I don't really research these things. I just look at that and go, ha! I will know all about that because I'm very intelligent. Anyway, he went to a party dressed as a native person a few years ago. Now this isn't a top normal situation. Where, you know, someone pure releases that picture, then loads of people tweet about it, and he has to make an apology. He outed himself. He did that, he got away with it, and then he just, like, apropos of nothing, posted it on his Instagram and said, a few years ago, I did this, I recognised what bullshit that was, that was a really shitty thing of me to do, I have learned from it, I'm going to do this to make amends for it, some sort of reparation, and nothing happened. Well, I mean, I guess that's the thing, because, I mean... The thing about the call-out culture, I mean, even though I'm fine for fucking assholes being called out, Mm. it can be very quick, you know, and ultimately, everyone will make mistakes. I think how you handle those mistakes, I mean, this is obviously dependent on severity, but like a situation like that, for him to hold his hands up and acknowledge his mistake and really realise that. Off his own back as well. Yeah. I think Um, that's huge. I guess the problem is, it's so difficult because historical things, you can't just completely be like oh that's fine because oh that was a long time ago like my mm. granddad's racist or whatever you know people <laughs> yeah. say shit like that yeah but like you do have to consider the context of that time right in the way that you were people were much more ignorant in terms of well you just weren't exposed to as much other cultures as you are now so ignorance over sort of stereotypes of said culture yeah. would be much more prevalent. And the argument against those would yeah. be far less. Yeah, absolutely. I think But it, again, that doesn't excuse that behaviour. Totally. No, I get yeah, that's the thing. It's 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 that thing, it's a case of the reasons and excuses again, isn't it? Mm. Doesn't the re- there's a reason that a lot more people would believe because that's the thing I'm talking about in the sorry, <clears throat> I wasn't talking about he was talking about in the letter. Race science um, he believed in like these kind of weird Darwinian things, like that certain ethnicities had certain characteristics around intelligence, etc., which is thoroughly debunked, which is not true, which is an old Nazi myth. And well, a it's lot of eugenics. I thing. mean, quote science at the time yes. and literature at the time would be yeah. backing a certain sort of notion Agenda. up. Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> what I mean, which it does now as well sometimes. Yeah, but obviously a lot worse back then. Yeah, and obviously now we have information to counteract all of those things totally whereas back then you perhaps didn't Mm -hmm. and i guess that's the difficult thing it's like and again i think a big part of this is determined is is the important factor is how severe the issue is yeah totally. you know like for example like if he like had ignorant views about Mm. people or whatever that's far less severe yeah than him like 
being the serial rapist or yeah. like murderer. Yeah, totally. You know, but totally. like, I guess okay, we yeah. have to try and compartmentalize people mm-hmm. in, in certain situations. Yeah, like it's not like because a lot of the problem is when we talk about someone like Galliano, for example, like. Um, I mean, not that we're in a financial position to financially support Galliano by buying things, but like, there's an element of like you don't, you shouldn't be seen to be ideologically supporting someone who's kind of um, done something wrong or bad and not apologise or made amends for it. So you you want to like Roman Polanski is a great example. Chinatown mm. is a brilliant film. I will never watch it. I'll never buy the DVD. I don't support Polanski. Mm. and that's the problem a lot of people still talk about Chinatown like ah oh, such a good film though Rosemary's Baby as well oh, I don't know it's such a good movie though but at the end of the day like you know you're not going to go buy a fucking Lost Profit CD are you like no one is no no one is buying a Lost Profit CD but then it's again the extremes of those two situations well that's a, but what I always it's, think of it this way right if you can look at something where there's an extreme and you can look at something where there's a really there's, there's a black and white then everything else is going to be in the middle and grey but you have to be able to consider that yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's a very difficult situation. I think the thing with Albert Einstein, which is so kind of disappointing, wasn't the fact that he was just a character from history that you're kind of like, well, of course he fucking thinks like that. Yeah. I think it's because he seemed to be like this really unusual character from history yeah. that wasn't like This that. kind of morally perfect humanitarian figure. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if it was just some random other person, mm-hmm. do you, you know what I mean? Some artist or writer or something, you yeah. were like, oh yeah, turns out they were like, yeah. you know, a massive racist. You'd be like, yeah, I could, I could assume that. Well, I remember a lot when Donald Trump got elected, people used Albert Einstein memes all the time. Like, because he, he spoke out against Nazism and he spoke out in, in favour of more like egalitarian social conditions. So he actually, you know, <clears throat> he he was a voice for a lot of people and he was a kind of uh, an icon for people who yeah. think of the world in those terms. And I think that's why people are so funny about it because mm. like their icons turned out to be problematic. Yeah. And let me, t- do you know something actually? I haven't spoken to you about this, mm. but I found it really gross. So obviously we live in a 24-hour news cycle and anything like this happens, we bleed it as much as possible. Mm. And we're saying that, you know, uh, generally the more kind of liberal-leaning society has always held Einstein up as a kind of a moral beacon or whatever, right? So this is, after this happened, I saw a lot of people online talking about this because, you know, I'm a very online person. And a lot of it was, you know, um, Asians and Asian Americans in particular speaking out against Orientalism, which is, you know, the, the, what Einstein doing is very much a kind of prototypical example of. But what was really interesting to me was the Guardian decided to run an article that basically just said, Chinese people don't care about Albert Einstein say that. And it quoted like three people who were like, yeah, so what? We were dirty at the time. Just, it just proves how far we've come. Now, there's, there's, there's always going to be people who like whose main grievance is that outrage itself exists. They just hate that people, oh, you know, like oh, bloody liberal lefty snowflakes that just get triggered by anything these days. And so they want to be contrarian about things that people are annoyed about. But what was interesting to me was like, of all the news stories, why would you choose to focus on what like, the, they've quoted like three people. Yeah, that's a really weird response to it. Yeah, and I was just like, God, that's, that's really fucking sad. We really are genuinely living in such a sort of partisan Wait, so the perception there, the, 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 the point, the, the story that they're trying to sell us is that it's okay because Chinese people were like that, were gross. And now they're not. What they're trying to, the story they're trying to say like there is that Chinese care. people said that, so it's okay for us to still hold Einstein up to the certain, to the same uh, level like we did the before. The whole of China 
yeah. had a... Like, well, we found some comments online, so China has basically said, nah, it's cool, Einstein. Well, I'm sure if you well, ask the representation, Well, it, I'm sure poor Becky on Twitter, yeah. some white Scottish bitch, has opinions that I do not feel yeah. value and mirror my own. Yeah. I would not like her being a representation of all Scottish people. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not actually speaking about a specific Becky. I just made up that person. Just right. Okay, that wasn't clear. Totally. It's like this the whole the natural national position of Scotland isn't like well, also, when you're mad with it and your ma tries to give you a pet and you're like what? Because that's the sort of tweet that gets like thirty thousand retweets now. Oh yeah, Scottish Twitter laws. Oh, Scottish Twitter, oh my god, the Scots have got like such great banter. <laughs> oh. Well, also, it's really odd to me that Einstein would think that, like considering the advancements of science in China. Yes. Like I know. Seriously. Um so, also, there was something else I noticed from the whole situation I wanted to bring up. Okay. So, I'm just going to read this little excerpt from here to you, okay. okay? Einstein's perceptions of the Japanese he meets are, in contrast, more positive. Japanese, unostentatious, decent, altogether very appealing, he writes. Pure souls, as nowhere else among people. One has to love and admire this country. But the writer of this points out that he also concludes that the intellectual needs of this nation seem to be weaker than their artistic ones. Natural disposition, question mark? Now, what I'm getting from this is that Einstein, in a way, seems to, you know, likes Japan to a certain extent, but fetishises them Mm. and seems to be more interested in Japanese artwork. Einstein, uh, the OG weeaboo. Uh, Einstein has got a fucking anime pillow. I was about to say he's already a science guy. Anime. I knew you were. I knew he's you were already a there. fucking science guy. He definitely Actually, has a pure that anime would make pillow. sense though. Yeah, that could you could see him totally was like anime body pillow, couldn't you? Absolutely, hundred percent. That's my theory. That's my theory, and I'm sticking with like, it. Einstein was fun, a weeaboo for fun instead of like you know working yeah. on his science stuff. Because that's how that's how knowledgeable I am on anything Einstein did. <laughs> His science business. <laughs> Your science things. <laughs> yeah, so you're up to science again today, Einstein. <laughs> oh, can't get him away from that bloody science. How is how is science going? Right, you're right. Um, yeah, I could totally see him. What are you like, doing? Making a ray gun? <laughs> I don't know what science is. <laughs> like writing a comparative essay yes. on like the sort of the the hero complexes of all these different animes or yes. I don't know much about anime either. No, you don't really no, you're you're treading in on your anime, that's Naruto, right? Yes. Do you know what that's the thing? You wouldn't even be like a pure dedicated weeaboo that had like an anime picture on Twitter and liked liked all the technical stuff. He probably would just like watch dubbed over episodes of Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. And have like a sexy body pillow. I don't understand like a, why a, a people lo- watch dubbed anything though. I know, it's awful. Not because that pe- I'm really because people with- have like a pathological hatred of subtitles. Have you ever tried? Do you know this, you know that way where you're just like, oh, should we watch this film with someone, someone that you thought you trusted, and you put <laughs> it on, and they're just like, Don't. oh, it's got subtitles. I want to watch a film, not read a book. <laughs> Can I just say, right? Oh God, that, that like really hits me close to cold, right? Because yes. if anyone that knows me knows that, like, pretty much ninety-five percent of everything I watch is Korean, right? I just really like Korean TV shows. I watch Korean variety shows and I watch Korean dramas. And you know what? There's something that is actually... And I actually have this tip for people with anxiety. I really struggle to concentrate on one thing at once. Like, I'm always doing 20 things at once. 
And so when I watch white people TV, <laughs> I do like 50 things at once. I'll be on my computer, I'll be on my phone, you'll be, I'll be you'll, you'll be giving working. me a run of commentary of like what's happening on the TV show that I'm trying to watch. Yeah, I'll be doing a million things. But when there's a subtitle, I have to focus on that and I have to watch it. Mm. So little tip for anyone suffering with anxiety, try something with subtitles. Here's another little tip for you. Uh, once you get your anxious girlfriend settled down to watch her stories with subtitles, a couple of sleeping pills and a cup of tea. <laughs> Boom. Gets the job done. People are going to think that's inappropriate that you joked about that. Are they? Yeah. Oh shit, really? Oh, let's start. Fuck, sorry guys, I'll do better. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but the subtitles, I mean, now I'm so used to it, I like don't, it doesn't even bother me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. And again, I do find that it has had this kind of accidental effect that it actually keeps me really focused on a TV show because it's much more effort to like watch and read the subtitles. But it doesn't seem like effort, but it just keeps my brain focused on the show. Because mm-hmm. I tried to watch The New Queer Eye and I was already like, had like Twitter open and Instagram open and I was writing something on my phone. It was just a million things I was doing at once. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, subtitles. So, in conclusion, Albert Einstein, what uh, shows with subtitles? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like someone's through history. Like, to be honest, I was never really from the school of thought of thinking Albert Einstein was this amazing guy anyway. Well, look, let's be fair. Again, I think we need to compartmentalise people. Yep. Is he great at one area? Yeah, sure. He's great at science. Right. and Because, you know, we've, we've established that this isn't my area, so I'm just going to say he's great at science. Can he, is he going to be great at everything else? No, probably not. Mm. Like, we can't expect everyone to be everything. We can't put people on these pedestals and then watch them fall down. Stop putting people on pedestals. Be more rational about how you view people. Yeah. Like, and let's face it, you know, people that achieve greatness to his level probably aren't the most sort of social people. They probably probably doesn't have a lot of sort of experience and mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not valid, surprising valid. to me that he wouldn't be a kind of odd guy. True. Valid. It wouldn't surprise me if he didn't have some really fucked up opinions. Wait till we get deeper into those fucking diaries. Right. I bet he's got some really weird shit. Right. Jinky like, was Jinky's, really weird. Jinky was an incel. <sighs> Maybe, I mean, I just hoped you wouldn't bring up incel because I feel like we just talk about Coming it so, so much. But I also think perhaps maybe he has like an... I, I was going to bring up a tentacle thing, but then that's kind of anime. Mm. Maybe like he believes in like, what's that guy? Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. He's probably into stuff like that. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. I bet he just has some really weird opinions that we just haven't even, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Right. Like, the racism's actually quite, quite tame and comparatively. Absolutely, like, we must sacrifice all the vulgar degenerates so that the fucking old gods may rise again. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. You know? Isn't it funny to think all those films you watched when you were a kid about, like, the high school jocks bullying the fucking nerds were, you know, the, the the jocks were right. People like Einstein, they didn't they need to be swirled. Ah, uh, is that where you're going with it? Well, look what happens. You fucking let, let the leash off a little bit. They all want to fucking murder female video game journalists. They all, they're all vol cells and they're all racist about Chinese people now, I guess. Mm, social hierarchy has kind of does exist for a reason in a way. Careful, now you sound like a Nazi. <laughs> Lisa's dictatorship begins again. No, I mean, 
No, you're right. Like, I think... Well, I mean, I was I just mean, kidding before about the swirlies. I mean, were you? Well, a little bit. Um, actually, just, just to qualify that, just I do think that the nerd culture is actually just a combination of toxic masculinity and the modern condition. But I was joking about the swirly thing. Well, I think the toxic masculinity affects every type of masculinity. Yeah. And it's just the incel kind of, like, computer gamey people. That's just how it comes out in nerd culture. Yeah. Whereas in sort of more sort of traditional masculine culture, it mm. still is toxic, but it'll just be like... I feel like when we do the incel one, we could probably hate, do it... Like hazing and like yeah. American jock culture and yes. like... You know... I feel like when we do the incel episode, we could do like a full episode about it. Yeah. Like a special I, event to make it... For making everyone wait at home. Like, I agree. Yeah. What would you do with Einstein? Ugh. What should we do with him? What should Einstein do? He's I dead mean, now. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I think, I, t- to be honest, he's a smart guy. I think if he was, I don't think it, I, I don't think he would be particularly rigid on his, p- I actually think he's just, have very little information, being very ignorant about it. You know, like if you, if your entire knowledge of a culture was like based on like, imagine you came to, to Britain and you went to like, a football match. No, pre-mark on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and you based your entire perception of that culture. The Brits are wild animals. Right? <laughs> they tear clothes and throw them around. They ah. sweat and scream. And they just throw stuff and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of, I don't think he's, I don't think he would have been particularly rigid with it. Mm. I would just give him a, a bit of a... I think he deserves, I, I, I'll chop off one of his hands. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go. I was going to say slap on the wrist. Didn't seem, didn't feel like enough. So I thought, right, chop the hands off. But I thought that seems a bit too harsh. So we'll chop one of the hands off for being a racist, and also the Guardian for publishing that article about how Chinese people said it was okay that Albert Einstein. Oh, was what racist. is the Guardian doing? Because they're still in this thing that like, the Guardian's this like leftist paper, and I'm like, just because everything else is a horrifying right wing disaster, yeah. doesn't mean that the Guardian's okay. Like the Guardian's okay if you're like, apparently, if you're not Chinese mm. and if you're not trans, it's not okay. Yeah. Everywhere else, everyone else is okay. But, yeah. you know, if you're trans or Chinese, you're fucked. Yeah, they're just, they're starting to tick the boxes off. Is that yeah. way, it's that, that's, the, that's what the centrists do. The further right the right wing goes, the, the further towards them, they said, no, if I just, okay, if we just get a little bit more racist, they'll be friends with us again. Yeah. <laughs> also, I really resent the Guardian and their pure money-begging antics. Yeah, good for Like, me. stop acting like you're some sort of, like, independent publication that, like, needs the money to, like, print its next issue. D- come on, bitch. I've seen Come the f- on. Right? I, I, you fuckers live in nice flats in London. Just right? fucking downgrade a little bit. Take exactly. a pay cut. Exactly. Take Instead a pay cut. begging us for money, your big thing. Fuck you. <sighs> so, in conclusion, fuck the Einstein and the Cardian. Ugh, yeah. Just shave his head. Anything else you want to cover on that one? No. Good. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we don't have any listener problems, so what I've done is done the same thing I did last week and found a kind of rel- like a serious problem that we could talk about. Um, and this is... Oh, wonder if people like that. No one gave us any feedback. Give us feedback, people. Feed us, feed back to us. See who play. Yeah, feed do us people back. like the serious problem? Or should we Normally just do two dumb ones? serious problems are... Because part of me wants to save the serious problems for when a real person gets in touch so it's special. But also, I quite like talking about serious things No, sometimes. I liked it too. Okay. This is fucked up. Oh, really? This is heavily fucked up. I've actually had this saved in my phone for so long, and I've just been like, no, I don't want to do it this week. This is really gross, right? So, ready for this? I mean... Okay. Kind of. So, this is from Reddit. Okay. You might get a clue at the start of this. Hey, Reddit. 
been with my guy for about four months or so and I really didn't have any complaints up until yesterday. We were having an argument about something that was minor and just got out of control. I was upset because he missed our brunch date because he was too hungover from being out with his friends on Saturday night. I went to his house to have a talk with him, but it ended up becoming a pretty bad fight about how he didn't want to hear it, I needed to shut up, etc. I persisted and he got louder, with, will you please shut up? And then he proceeded to yank his penis out of his boxers and wave it at me with some kind of weird shout. He kept doing this every time I tried to talk, and eventually I got so freaked out because he kept walking closer to me every time, I left. It's not like we haven't had sex, but this is the first time ever that a guy has legit whipped it out during a fight and tried to use it to make me shut up. I mean, yeah. I didn't talk to him for the rest of the day yesterday, and today he's been texting me and trying to act like everything's cool. I haven't been like, what the fuck, about what he did yet, He's trying to pretend like we didn't even have a fight. I don't think it's cool. I think it's really weird and have no clue why he did this. Maybe I'm overreacting though. I don't know. Something feels unnerving about this whole thing to me. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't be particularly shocked by that. That's just me. I've seen a lot of old man dicks, a lot of flashers in my life. Mm -hmm. But I would just be like, what the fuck? But the, That's such a weird thing to do. Like we, I know that flashing people is about like people get off on that as like a power thing. Yeah. Um, like a pure creepy, creepy power thing. But to combine that with oh my god, it's so manipulative. It's unbelievable. It's really, it's quite I, violent. And I, well, it is. I wouldn't, and I wasn't meaning to like disregard if someone was thinking by like was upset by that. Yeah. I was just trying to qualify that like personally that's happened to me a lot so like i'm kind of desensitized to it but i know a lot of women would be really upset about that mm-hmm. not just even women a lot of people would be freaked out by that mm-hmm. and upset by that and to a lot of people that's a really violent act mm. and i i just uh, logically i'm trying to think right where would the logic be of doing that it's all it's almost like what ch- like i can imagine like a child doing that absolutely so I think I understand the logic. Really? Okay. Coming from the perspective of a man, okay? okay? And please, before I even go down this road, I want to... I'm not justifying this approach. I think that I understand what his very wrong, bad and right, manipulative right, right. trade of thoughts... Again, idea, reasons right? and excuses. doesn't yeah. excuse any of his yeah, actions, but, but this is what you think I'm is trying reason. to excuse myself from coming across like a giant cunt here. Yeah. So, okay. basically, what I think he was doing is he thought this... In his little brain, he thought... I want her to stop talking to me because I don't want to confront the truth of, you know, what I've done here. You know, sometimes as a man, when someone's got a problem with something you've done, you just can't be bothered hearing it because you just think, why should they have a problem with it? It's because, you know, you're, we're very selfish creatures. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. So I think he thought, right, oh God, shut up. Right, what will I do? I'll do something to, like, interrupt. This will be, like, disruptive. I do something really weird, mm. like... We'll have to be like, hey, what's going on here? Well, you're kind like, of going, blah, like, blah, 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 but yeah. instead of doing that, yeah. you're like he's going he's going to snap her out of it. Uh. Um, like you know, like he's maybe reading that. De- I remember Derren Brown said that one time he was going to get his head kicked in, um, on like a, in, at night by some drunk guy, and then he started speaking to him about this a type of uh, wall that's built in Spain out of like loose rocks and stuff, and the guy just started crying. That's a Darren Brown mind trick. Try to like interrupt someone's mm. aggression with like a random thing. So I think that's the direction he was going down. However, 
I think because he is a sort of toxic he he's his brain is riddled with like toxic patriarchy. He went to this place of control and dominance and he got a kind of weird thrill out of doing it with his dick. And you're right, it was very childlike because little boys are monsters. So can I ask, you said something about like, you know, that as a lot of men just want to like shut it down. Yeah. And I think that's the really surprising because that's kind of the initial th- issue there. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying again, this isn't something for all women. Yeah. But most women that I know mm-hmm. have been around wouldn't go to that. Like, when you're having an argument or a disagreement with someone, yeah. sure there's times maybe you think, oh, I just wish that person would shut up or whatever. Yeah. But to, like, have this, like, intense urge to, like... Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Is, that's a kind of odd thing. But I know what you're saying, because I, I have recognised that behaviour mm-hmm. in men before. Mm-hmm. I guess I've never really considered it, you know. Yeah. But that's a really odd response. Is it just that they just that maybe sometimes men don't have just don't even have the coping skills to even hear it, so they just can. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I think I think men are very used to um, getting their own right, number one getting their own way in situations, and number two repressing emotions, and number three they don't like to be blamed because being blamed I mean, is to be undermined. To be undermined is to give up this kind of perceived position mm. in the pack as the alpha male. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, so I think it's a combination of those three factors. Uh, I guess I'm trying to think about it from her perspective. Yeah, and like I said at the start, to me, like I've seen a, like a lot of old men have like flashed at me and everything. So yeah. like, I don't, I'm not as sensitive to that. And I guess the reason why I'm saying that is the, the fact that I want to establish like I'm coming at it from like, this is really fucked up behaviour or whatever. Yeah. But to a lot of people... Yeah. It would be a really... That's a really threatening, violent act. hmm And that's what's so upsetting about it. Completely. Like, to certain people, that would be... And now I guess to every person it's a mm-hmm. violent act. Yeah. But different people respond differently. Yeah, completely. Um... And so what a really fucked up thing to do. It's just such an odd thing to do. Yeah. I mean, she needs to just split the fuck up with him and never speak to him again. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like wow. Like, and he's four months in. Like, he's shown his true colours. Yeah, like, four, four months. Like, you could get... Someone could pretend not to be a giant arsehole for four months super easily. But that is very... That's like... That's one It's also thing. such a classic sort of male behaviour in the way that, like, look, he probably thinks she's making a big deal out of nothing. Of course. Right? But see, in reality... And maybe she was making a big... Maybe she was making it a huge deal. Missing like brunch isn't the hugest thing in the I world. I mean, fuck maybe you a little was. bit for having brunch. Well, yeah. Maybe she was making it a bit a bigger deal. But, like, see, what men don't uh, a lot of time re- realise mm-hmm. in these situations is all all people are looking for in that situation as is an acknowledgement, hey, that was shitty of me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, but also a lot of it is as well. Like if you miss, like it's not just like, hey, you missed the brunch. I've I've got this real weird, like a uh, thing for brunch, and like you've ruined that. It's more, I don't think you care about me. Yeah, uh, you you didn't care about something that well, it's mattered disrespectful. to me. Seems disrespectful. It's interpreted as it isn't just about the brunch. It's about the disrespectful yeah. act. You and again, how you needed to just handle that yeah. was say, I'm sorry. Like. You know what I mean? I apologise. You know what I mean? Like, my bad. That's kind of all people really want in that situation. Yeah, co- totally. And I think the thing is as well, it's like, it also is like, you know, 
Um, it was more important for you to go out with your friends on a Saturday night, which you could have done your entire life before you met me. Uh, it was more important for you to do that than to do something, you know, kind of low investment with me because going to brunch is far less of an investment than going out with your friends. So it just kind of, you know, how dedicated are you to this relationship? How much do you respect me as a person? Then you bring it up and then like, oh, fucking shut up, shut up. Also, just missing something. I imagine I just missed something. We had plans. I'm and waiting I just for wasn't you. There. Oh my God. And I was right? just like, oh, sorry, I'm in bed. I was, I, no, not even I'm in bed. I was in bed. I was hungover. Like, I have never missed anything because you would chop my fucking dick off while I slept. True. True. I don't like being disrespected. No. But also, again, because it is that thing of what does it say about you? Totally. Like, we all have to cancel plans yeah. at times. And again, it's how people cancel plans. It's not how, if they cancel plans. Yeah. Also, by the way, can I just say to text someone and not even acknowledge that that had happened is super manipulative. <gasps> oh my God, it's so weird as well. And I, and I, and this is the thing that, you know, ugh, the fact that she's even like on the fence about anything is kind of ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. You need to learn... People's behaviour will tell you the type of person they are. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if Always you judge do... a book by its cover. No, because that's not what you're doing. It's a joke. I know, it just it's didn't work. Joke. Didn't work. Sometimes, you know, you don't have a perfect success rate when you try to drop little jokes in there. Maybe you can point them out every time. That'd be good. You're a bad co-host. <laughs> you're a bad co-host. No, I'm a good co-host. Fuck you. I want a co- I want a host divorce. Oh, you can't fucking host divorce me. Yeah, I, I host divorce you first. I know you don't. I already you said it. You can't fire me. I quit. Out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's out there. I said it first. Anyway. I'm going to replace you with Berbatov. Anyway. Oh, no. Well, I mean, he's somehow still asleep. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. It's because those bags. He loves those oh, bags. Very comfortable. Is he alive? I don't want to check because I'll wake him up. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. This is like fucking Schrodinger's cat. No, don't. I always think, oh, God. <laughs> what if he's died? And yeah, he's always completely fine. I mean, if he's dead now, it's not like who could have done anything. Stop by talking about that. Make, that makes me upset. So, where were I you? I want a divorce. <laughs> yeah, okay. Where were you? Um, I don't remember now. You try to divorce me, I'll take my dick out and run about that. <laughs> I would never do that. Why would you do that? I mean, God, it, well, like, I mean, this is to be honest. I mentioned earlier the whole thing about the flasher too, because I don't. It's such an odd thing, mm. isn't it? Well, I guess because men. I mean, this is what women don't really understand that. Yeah. Like women are always kind of taught to like be ashamed of their body parts and like cover yeah. them, like ah, oh, women's nipples, ah. But as we are taught to use ours to like dominate. It, well, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, I guess, a penis is like a something that men kind of draw power from almost. So yeah. like. Is that because it is? It is a power play, isn't it? Yeah. But it's such an odd thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, she should have like got a pair of scissors, came for it. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is what I was going to say. My advice, obviously, same as you, get the fuck out of Dodge. You know, leave that relationship. Hey, that's four months in. Just imagine what this fucking lunatic is going to be doing in three oh, years' time. Right. But if for some reason you're not listening to this podcast, despite the fact that we solve everyone's problems, mm. and you're still going out with him, my advice would be, next time he exposes his incredibly fucking vulnerable little fucking winky man, um, you've got good access to those balls and that dick. Fuck, go to town on them. Fuck them up. Get a fucking, mm. get a fucking meat tenderizing hammer and just get to work on them nuts. Mm. Fucking true. ruin him. Because that's that would is a mace fit- do something. I think it would. Yeah, it would definitely would hurt if you sprayed it on the dick. It's a mm. sensitive area. So I mean, that's if, a I, good if I, idea. If, you know, oh, if- taser it. <gasps> yes. Oh, T- yeah. T- T- yes, yeah. Taser it. Get one of the ones with two prongs. Get yeah. one each ball. Yeah, I mean that's really is sharp shooting. I would say just get get it on any part of. The, I mean, to be fair, you get it near that area. It's going to do work. So. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh. Do you, do you piss himself? 
I think he'd piss and shit himself. Maybe mm. come. Oh, God. He might like it. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's... I, I, I hope that she... Because, again, it's such a weird thing to do, but ultimately mm. I think you have to see the intentions behind that. And it's... It, it's at best incredibly mm. manipulative. Hugely. At worst, violent. Uh, uh, violent and abusive, absolutely. And, and I'm think, going more towards violent and abusive here. I think you need to see that for what that is. Absolutely. And just, I mean, honestly, see, to be honest, when you read that, I was just like, Ugh. no, I was more just like, like completely disgusted. Mm. Not at particularly the act, just in the fact that a person would think that that is an acceptable thing to do. Mm is revolting to me. And how sad that this poor girl has been fucking gaslit by her own gender to the extent that she has to ask whether that's weird or not on Reddit. And that is the thing. I think as women we need to do better for other women so that we know that this type of behaviour is unacceptable. And it's really hard. It's really hard because, let's face it, a lot of the time you have the decision to make as a woman. Mm -hmm. It's either put up with some shitty behaviour from a man yeah. or be fucking alone. Check this out. I'm going to win the woke Olympics. Okay. Big thing coming out of the Me Too, hashtag Me Too movement, was that we should believe women. Well, I've got a bit of advice for you ladies. You should believe yourselves. Go with your gut. You can tell. But again, it's not just your gut though, because it's that, it's the fear. Like, and this is the thing, and I think this is something that we, we don't want, sometimes it can be hard, right, because you don't want to talk about that. Because it may seem like you're not a feminist if you talk about that and perhaps you don't want to be alone forever. You know what I mean? There's quite a kind of awkward stereotype to that. Like, well, it's not a stereotype, but a stigma. Mm. Um, and it's hard. It's hard as a woman. There's the, there's the kind of stereotypes of like being an old spinster and being, mm. and that's a really fearful thing to like v- to worry about. Yeah. Um, and so then I think that's what makes women feel like, well, I've got to have a husband or I've got to have a a, a partner. Yep. So I have to put up with this behaviour. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way I see it is a lot of the time, <sighs> men act like that because they're cunts and they need to, they need to fix their fucking behaviour. Mm-hmm. But as women, what we could do is not fuck them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That that works, and that doesn't that doesn't mean to say that it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to fix them, right? But you know what? Maybe that'll. But then yeah. it's difficult because then and I say that. And obviously, you're referring a lot to women here who are in consensual relationships, and not women who feel like they're being coerced into sex with someone. Just no, F, and just partly, I am kind PSA. of saying that joke that John Waters always talks about, like yeah. if someone doesn't have any books in their apartment, don't, don't fuck, fuck them. them. Yeah. But ultimately, there that's so that's funny, right? Because mm-hmm. that was something that I would maybe say a few years ago, but then now, what do we have? Whereas a lot of women have stopped fucking them. Stopped yeah. fucking those weird geeky guys. Um, and now what are the guys doing? They're they... running them over in advance. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, as a woman, what are you meant to do? You're like, okay. Well, you're, you're meant to be completely subservient to men. You're supposed to be a housewife. You're supposed to be a sex robot. You're supposed to keep your mouth shut. You're definitely not supposed to be in any of their video games. That's a fucking definite no-no. Uh, and that's what's so difficult about it. It is. Oh, I don't know. But why is it everything we do comes back to incels? I don't know. Well, do you know, weirdly, the, the final problem is also a form of toxic masculinity. I feel like I'm being terrible on the podcast today. Why do you I feel, feel like that? my advice is just terrible and I'm saying inappropriate things. No. I feel bad for making the joke about telling women to not fuck them. No, you shouldn't. I just want to qualify that. 
Was that an inappropriate thing to say? No, not at all. Don't hey, what did I just say? Don't doubt yourself. Believe it. Believe yourself. I'm so, sure that's happened. We, 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 we talked about call it, We talked about call it culture <laughs> with uh, with Einstein, and sometimes the result of call it culture is you overly qualify things that you say in case yeah, that's in true. case they're taken wrongly. I know what you meant by don't fuck them. That's true. I just wanted to point out that if someone wanted to have an issue with a podcast, what they might have said about that is, oh, well, what if you're being coerced? You know, you're anti-sex workers. Well, not even just Nazis. that. And it's in the way that I feel like I don't want it to make it out like mm. it's women's responsibility to, like, address these male behaviours. Yeah, cool, cool. that's not at all. Absolutely it, not. Yeah. No, completely. I've doubted myself. It's don't stop doubting yourself. Now I'm, now I'm spiraling. Oh, no, 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 I'm spiraling. Right, undoubt yourself for the last problem. I need you on this one. Okay. I need my wingman. Okay. I believe in wing- you. I felt like I was the lead and you were the assistant. Okay, I need my captain. That I need my pilot for my aeroplane. Does that I mean, I feel like you're 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 just spiraling there. Yeah, I, I like the captain. Okay, okay, captain, my captain. Are you ready for the final problem? Yeah, give, give me a captain hat. You can have my hat if you want. Who wants your fucking disgusting hat? Well, you're wearing it now, bitch. So enjoy. Right. Well, as I said, from one form of toxic masculinity, it smells like greasy hair. <laughs> from one form of toxic masculinity. To the other. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. This whole situation is a mess, so let me get right to the point. My boyfriend of two years and I were having sex last night when he accidentally let out an audible fart. We both paused for a second after he did it, but I said to keep going and that it wasn't a big deal. We tried to keep going, but then he started turning red and crying. Saying how disgusting for doing that and how disrespectful of him it was to fart. I was reassuring him that it was alright and that everyone does it at points throughout the day. I also reminded him that he's farted around me before, so I really didn't care. He continued to cry and kept on repeating what he said before about how disgusting he was for doing that and how I didn't deserve to hear him fart. I eventually calmed down after an hour of him acting this way. I truly didn't care about the whole thing. I only paused for a brief moment because it was sudden and took me out of the sex for a second, but I would never shame him for a bodily function. Now today, he's been avoiding me. I've tried to say hello to him, and he just kind of mumbles, back. We were both at work today and didn't want to eat dinner with me when I suggested we could. He's been pretty silent all day, which is different from his usual outgoing self. I'm at a loss on how to move on from this. And normally at the end of a Reddit problem, they put a little too long didn't read where they summarise it. I normally skip that because I've talked about it, but I just really like the way she put it at the end. Too long didn't read. Boyfriend accidentally farted during sex last night and started crying because of it and is now avoiding me in silent all day. Okay. So. 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 What's that all about, buddy? I mean, when you were reading it, I was like, okay, farted. I mean, the appropriate response there was to just laugh. Yeah, completely. And it, well, two things could really... Ver- I mean, that, that happens to... I think that's everyone's been in that situation before. Totally. And the appropriate response is to laugh. Sometimes and it, a little toot pops out. Well, Things it, are free and loose. Well, it, it will either you could continue or you'll just laugh so much it's like the, the sex yeah, is over. And totally. it's still kind of funny. Yeah. And yeah, so the, yeah, the crying, that took me... Yeah, really threw me for it. I was like, whoa, yeah, shit. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. Um, so he's obviously got some sort of trauma about that. Absolutely. His response is so extreme. Yes. That, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. So? I wouldn't know what to do at all. 
Now, I'm just going to, before we go okay. down the route of what this probably is, mm. I had a bit of a conspiracy theory about it. Okay. Now, very clearly a, a big overreaction to just, you know, popping out a little fucking squeaker during sex, right? Right. I mean, you don't know, it could have been, like, huge. Do you know like, how... The, the furniture could have shook. You have mentioned on the podcast before about how sometimes in your past, your way of getting rid of boyfriend was just to be mean to them until they left you. Uh, but there's also the school of thought of the, oh, I just don't deserve you, I'm too bad a person, we have to break up. Which is a really good guilt-free way of getting yourself out of a relationship. You're too good for me. You're too good for me. And he's I'm been looking for person. it then, and he just was like, oh, yeah. that, he was like you that's, my, you that's s- my end. You, honestly, I reckon if you go through his documents, you'll find like a pure blueprint, like the bed and a picture of them in bed together, and a little toot coming out his bum, <laughs> then like another picture of him crying with a suitcase. Like that's been his plan the whole time. What his master that? plan <laughs> to get out of the relationship. people do this? Yes. They draw comic strips of their, 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 their dastardly deeds. That's what they? I do. Ah, I see. Do you not do so, that? So, no. That's why I drew a picture of us earlier on with a microphone laughing and smiling. <laughs> we're going to have such a good episode of the podcast today. I drew it. Heart and handshake at the end of it. Okay, so... Um, but back, to, back more to what he probably is. It's someone that has a fart trauma. I don't think... I mean, I guess... <laughs> Firstly, your your conspiracy theory. Although I can see where you're coming from, yep, please. It seems like could you agree completely? Excellent. <laughs> it seems like a really weird way because if you think about it. It's quite an embarrassing thing to do. Yeah, like there's other ways that you could. Have yeah, went about it's like that. when I phone in sick from work. I'm always just like, yeah, I have explosive diarrhea because they'd be like, well, who's going to fucking say that unless it's true? And not, you know, who's going to lie about that? Who's going to embarrass themselves by saying that? Same school of thought. He's actually a bit of a mastermind. So. I mean, it's perhaps not purely about the fart. Perhaps it's about, like, the lack of control. Okay. You know, like, the fact that he sort of... Something happened without his knowing in that situation. And it just... I don't know. Some people are weird around farts. Yeah. So, I have this theory, right? I have this theory that I've been working on recently that the root of every single last problem related to masculinity, toxic masculinity, patriarchy is that men at the end of the day are scared of having their dick insulted. Yeah, we used to, we were talking about this all the time. Now, now, in this context, it's manifesting itself as performance anxiety and the fact that he had to be perfect, perfect in the sex so she wouldn't laugh at his tiny inadequate penis has actually led him to have a mental breakdown because of their <laughs> fart and ruined the sex. Right. I mean, I don't know how I would react if I, like, farted during sex. Um, I mean, I'd probably just be like, oops, sorry about that. I, well, I am kind of weird about farts, to be honest. Yeah, but, you know, I think if one just popped out, it wouldn't be that big a deal. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think I'd kill myself. I reckon like I could... Like a pr- trigger no. warning, suicide warning. I was just kidding. I think um, I could probably convince you to just keep it up. I am weird around farts. Should we establish this? Like, I don't yeah. fart around Dave. I have only very recently started farting around Lisa. So that makes us sound weird, though. No, because it's it's not like I have a problem with farting. It's just, you know, I'm such an unromantic asshole that I just wanted to have, like, one thing that I was like, no, I will not do that. It wasn't so, like we acknowledged each other fart. It's like we had conversations about it. I was just like, no, I'm just not going to do it. Because I can well, hold Well, I also fine. think definitely the way I approach it definitely influenced you. Because I don't fart around Dave. But, I mean... Can I just qualify this? I'm not weird about people farting in front of me. I don't mind it. Just personally. And I think the reason that I'm like this is I actually really don't fart that often. And I've only recently tried to learn how to burp. 
That is true. I'm just not a very windy person. And people could say, oh, well, how could you be together a long time? Well, I mean, I have a twin sister and we don't fart around each other, so... And they've been together longer than I have, so... Yeah, so, like... I don't know. Perhaps this would be an issue if I was, like, fartier and I felt like it impacted my life. Like, when people ask me that, like, how could you do that? It's like they're, like, thinking it's, like, torturous because it impacts their life so much. And I'm like... Well, it doesn't. I, it's not like it's not like every day I'm with you. I'm like, oh, I need to fart, and I'm not doing it. That's just not happening. How many times a day do you think you fart? I mean, honestly, like sometimes never. That's weird. Why don't you have gas of any kind? I don't know. You're just not a gassy ki- gassy gal. And it's like with my burping. People are so weird about that, and they don't believe me that I couldn't couldn't. Like, I don't know how to burp. Mm-hmm. I only recently, like we literally, like we have been trying to teach me for years how to burp, and weirdly. It works best when I eat kimchi. Mm. I can, like, burp, but they're tiny and pathetic, and I would give anything to, like, have a huge belch. Like, when people do that, I'm, like, jealous of it. And I don't know if it's something to do with my diet, and I don't... I purposely don't eat, like, or drink... Well, I don't drink or eat foods that, like, make people burp. Yeah. Like, I don't drink fizzy juice or, like, beer or anything like that. I don't like those, and that's probably because I don't like them because I can't can't burp, so they make me feel, like, stuffy or whatever. Mm. I don't know. So, maybe the farting thing would be more of an issue. I mean, I don't like... Personally, I don't like when people pee in front of people. I hate that when couples do that. Yeah. I'm like, stop acting like you have... Like, share everything but your bathroom habits. Yeah. Unless you're into that, then that's fine. But, like, stop acting like you just can't shut the door to, like, have that minute by yourself. Right. You know? Totally. I don't feel the need to share that with you or anyone. I don't, I mean, to be fair, I don't shut or lock the door when I go to the bathroom because I am deathly afraid of falling into the toilet. <laughs> so I need Lisa to come and help me if I get scared. But I completely understand in other contexts why that would be important. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think, I don't know how I'd be if... I don't know how I'd be if I farted during sex. I definitely wouldn't cry over it, but I would maybe be like, you <gasps> need to move out and we need to swap. <laughs> yeah, so we have to burn the bed now. <laughs> yeah, never yeah. talk to me ever again. That would be no, I'm only kidding. I would be embarrassed and I would want to like hide in a hole, but I definitely wouldn't cry over it. I reckon I could convince you to just fucking move past it, to be honest. Yeah, I think so too. Because it's just a fucking wee pump. I mean, it may have happened, I just can't remember it. Like, of, it obviously wasn't that significant. Like, who, who is like, who doesn't pump sometimes? Even fucking, even pure old no pumps over here does a, <laughs> the occasional pump. Everyone has a wee pump. And you know what? You know, you're fucking, you're rolling about on top of each other. You're kind of like pumping away, but you know, with your with the body, not with the bum. And it's, you know, they could very easily force one out. Oh no, Totally. Your body's free and loose. Your sphincter's relaxed. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, Things I guess, look, sex as an act is like kind of a gross thing in a way. Totally. You know, like, just things are going to happen. It's like, like just... fucking sweaty things like... Yeah, this is it. It's like, like a fucking wee fart could sweep out. You know, it's but, like when people think it's a good idea to like yeah. have sex in front of mirrors and then yeah. they realise, oh no, no this is terrible. a horrifying <laughs> thing to see. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I've never done it. I think the guy's got some, like, real bad performance anxiety. Do you think? I think it's more related to the Because there is part the of me, thing. there's part of me that if I did a little fucking squeaker during sex, that I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so disgusted. I wouldn't cry about it because I'd be more interested in having sex than crying. So that would override it. But mm. I can understand the mechanisms. Like, if it, was, if it was amplified a lot more in my own head because of a past But maybe trauma. he has, like, a really weird, specifically fart-related trauma. Yeah, well, it seems to be. You know, like, his, really his, his mum used to, like, 
beat him when he farted yeah, and now yeah. it's like a trauma that's like, what I went I took it really far I went like channel 5 movie of the week or like someone like held him down when he was a kid and farted in his mouth and he's never forgot the pure taste <gasps> yeah the eggy taste yeah the, sulf- the sulfur mine yeah that's what they call it oh you're gonna go to the sulfur mine mmm that was like a trauma some to sort them of fart bullying of some kind yeah I, I feel bad. She, she, like, I feel bad. I feel bad that, you know, it's it's rare that you see a man expressing his emotions. Now, he obviously doesn't know how to process his emotions super mm. well, which is fine because, you know, at least he's displaying them. Well, yeah, it's kind of sad. But then it also seems like she's not being shitty about it. No, not She's at all. just like, I don't know how to... This, yeah. Like, she seems to be approaching it in a relatively, like, air quote, normal Yeah, I think, I think she should really delicately try to unpack the reasons behind his fart trauma. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. Couple because out. I guess some people would say, just be really like, you know, it's fine, it doesn't matter, everyone farts. But if that's an actual kind of weird trauma for him, that sort of approach can be like, mm. you know, like pure exposure therapy. Like sometimes exposure therapy pure, like works. Yeah. And sometimes it actually just pure makes it people worse, to yeah, have totally. like a mental breakdown. Yeah, if that's the thing that he feared the most, which seems to be something like that, it's happened to him. And if you're not equipped to kind of comfort him through it it could make his neurosis even worse right mm, yeah exactly so you need to you need to address it but you need to address it gently and be very and think, understanding of his fart trauma well, and part of it is and I think I'm guilty of this and yeah. I think a lot of people are part of me wants to kind of you want to disregard it slightly because maybe perhaps we aren't used to dealing with men sort of reacting in that way and totally. that you know part of you do want to like Part, be slightly dismissive over it. Part and I think maybe, I've definitely been guilty of that in the past. Parties may be disgusted by it, by a man showing emotions. That is something that can happen as well. And I think as women, it's understandable when, uh, you know, we've been oppressed and mm-hmm. still are for so long. It's kind of hard when mm. the kind of oppressor all of a sudden wants to cry about something. But obviously... Well, you know, I think that, it's not the traditional narrative is that it's a good thing to be an alpha male. And it's not as if there aren't women out there who have drunk that Kool-Aid. Mm. You know, that's the thing. She could think like, oh, what a little fucking sad cuck my husband is. <laughs> Mm. Or my, my boyfriend, because he cried when well, he was Well, no, and I think within the conversation of toxic masculinity, we have to view it from that angle too. Like, yeah. there is a great pressure. I think the guy from The Peep Show wrote a book about that. He did. Um, he did indeed. Yeah, and it's a kind of an interesting thing. I think part of it is... I think... Oh, it's, it's, I find I, him un- unsufferably bougie. Well, it's hard for me to admit that, again, part of it is when mm. you're a woman and you're kind of like... Yeah. It... Part of it's just like I, it's hard to like swallow that pill a little bit, even yeah. though I'm rationally, I'm like I can completely accept the pressure that is upon men to, mm-hmm. you know, adhere to a certain level of kind of masculinity and all that, and it definitely is something we need to discuss. Yeah, but at the same point, I'm like, well, let's, let's sort women out before we. Kind of, well, that's kind of the know? way I'm saying. I'm like, okay, you know, we get that. That is a part of that problem, but yeah. you know, let's face it comparatively right. to how women have suffered and continue to suffer and we still get paid less yeah. and you know what I mean how many countries in the world are women put in prison for having abortions mm. and hey you can't even legally get an abortion most of the world and all that shit I'm like yeah, eh. yeah. it's like you know there's been a hurricane the only part of your house that's left standing is the kitchen but instead of rebuilding the rest of it you're talking about getting a smeg fucking cooker <laughs> well, yeah I'm kind of like you know what eh. I mean like like maybe you know, just, yeah, maybe don't prioritize that one. Maybe it's a bit of a luxury. And to I solve guess that problem. you could say like, oh, well, you shouldn't disregard certain people's problems over another. Yeah. I'm like, well, when we've been fucked over forever, mm-hmm. I think you can. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So yeah. fart boy, sorry, you're on your own. Yeah, f- 
fart boy, I mean, just maybe, I mean, he needs to go to counselling. Yeah, go to some sort of like fucking flatulence counsellor. <laughs> that's our specialisation. That's, yeah, that's actually what I am. I'm a Dr. Dave flatulence <laughs> counsellor. Uh, I specialise in uh, fart, poo and diarrhea related traumas. There is something that I really hate about really, really flatulent, like flatulent people. It depends if it's someone who's gratuitously flatulent to annoy you or someone who's medically flatulent. No, medically, of course. Like if they have a... I have a, I have a medically flatulent friend. Yeah, of course. If they have a... Um, well, and it's very unpleasant. It. Look, if they have but, something like Crohn's disease and they... Of course, but he's not shitty about that at all. No, what I mean is that people that are annoying about it. Yeah. There's no like actual medical reason. They're just yeah. sort of annoying and like make such a song and dance about it. Shout out to our episode four guest, Martin Barker. He's one. He's he's a fuck. He's a cheeky pumper. He is. A he's cheeky a cheeky farer. He is. Oh shit! Berbatov's awake. Should we wrap up <laughs> quickly? Wait. Now I kind of want to see what he's going to do. No, we tried he's this last week himself. and he let us down. Let's not fall on the trap well, again. No, let's no, just wrap things himself. up. He's woke up. He's licking himself. He's shaking. Let's just let's just wrap it up before he ruins it. Quickly. He's shaking. He's like, wait, is the podcast started? No, the wait. podcast ended, motherfucker. He's cleaning his little face. Anything else to cover before we finish up? Um, yeah, give us problems. Pl- uh, yes, please. Problems. Give us problems, please. Please, we want some problems. And it can be anything. I don't know. I mean, yeah, come we on. should definitely write problems. Though. Let us guide your life. And should we tell each other or not tell each other? Not tell each other. Do you have go. any ideas of what your problems could be? I don't know. I think, should I give a spoiler? Yeah. I don't okay. know if it will be this. What is it? I think mine's might be my insecurity over my voice on this very podcast. Great one. Let's do that. Let's do that next week. No, wait, no, let's, no. Don't you give us problems? We'll do that if you don't do it. Do you want to hear that? I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make this work logically. <laughs> so please just give manipulate us problems. people into giving them. Of course you are. Look at you, you toxic man. <gasps> manipulating people. You bitch. <laughs> Shit. I've done it again. I've done it again, Lisa. I'm sorry. I'll do better, guys. That's twice on one podcast. I'll do better. I would never drug Lisa, and I'm sorry that I did that there. I wish you'd drug me. I know. Free drugs. That's why I brought it up earlier because you always joke about it. You've made me comfortable with the joke of <laughs> drugging you, but then you're like, "Oh, that's actually a serious and abusive thing that I've made light of in the podcast." Well, yeah. Now you know we're gonna get like... fucking Einstein lynched. <laughs> God <Yeah>. damn it! <laughs> yeah, please write. Po- <laughs> I can't not just, say it's problems. Please write us some problems. Also, please review the podcast. Uh, we will be back next week with more problems. Quabrums. Quabrums. So we're gonna we're gonna finish it now. We're gonna wrap it up now. This is the same thing of chaos. Plus Benetoff is is tonguing himself more vigorously by the second. And I feel like he's gonna start walking over like a zombie soon. Okay? <laughs> right, okay, right. Bye guys, see you next week. Okay, bye, 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 love you, bye, love you, love you, bye. Somebody I never met, but in a way I know Didn't think that you could get so much from a picture show. Man dies first, real people ask what's the deal? This ain't how it's supposed to be. Living right in hood Bad habit Taking life According to a six-inch line
Of 